happy Friday, everyone. It is Balcony Chatter Friday, as always. Um, I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Tim, how are we doing today? Oh, man. Uh, we're hanging in, you know. Restaurants are open again, uh, you know, because we, we went from 100% capacity in the ICU to 99. And let's open up I'll open it up, baby. Still. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um. And the Celtics just a tough loss last night. So yeah, I I want to start with that because I, I'm I'm I I can't figure out this team. Like we can we can crush a team with half of our star players out from COVID or injury or whatever it is, and then we get everyone back together and we can't seem to figure it out. You know how we always have trouble with like the Avalanche or like. There's always just like one team that always gives us trouble in the regular season. Yeah, the Washington. Spur- <laughs> the Spurs are always that. The Spurs are whatever the whatever the hockey antithesis is of like just a West Coast team that the Bruins can never seem to beat. We yeah. cannot Popovich, no matter how what shape his team is in, finds a way. And I feel like he marks those games to go up against like Brad, who's got such high regard as a young coach and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also it's a good Spurs team this year. It is, it really is. But I mean, I I don't know what's up with the Celtics. I I really, obviously, Jalen Brown has flourished. Uh, yes, Tatum, man, oh, he's frustrating. For how confident and like stoked I am when Jalen Brown has the ball, when Tatum has it, like unless he's catching and shooting, like I I almost kind of hate it a lot of the times, specifically when it matters. He had two plays last night where he ran down the floor, drove the lane, and then did this like stupid fadeaway from like two feet away, and he missed both of them. One of them missed everything entirely, and it was it was just so frustrating. Whereas like Jalen, the the biggest the two things that you can complain about Jalen is he still can't shoot free throws, and the other one being he always goes for that big like exclamation point dunk and it never goes like when it's very important and it's like the most ridiculous dunk that would ever have happened in the world he'll get there yeah. they'll start going in but they right now they're not yeah. going um i think Kemba's so looking still, pretty so, good but yeah i don't know well real quick you still have a an issue with tatum's shot selection it sounds like yeah so i guess my point is is uh it doesn't matter the distance now <laughs> any any shot used to, you're questioning. I, yeah, I used to just be <laughs> mad about these stupid threes and um his but his hero ball is frustrating. It's frustrating. And um I don't know. I well, I, I love him to death. I I want him here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Of I course. got I got a little bit of I got and I have no reason to have these fears, but I have some fears towards uh if Brown can sit, continues on this like ascension and somehow is a clear cut better player than Jason Tatum, I I'll be uh, I hope they can. They've been friends for a long time, so hopefully it can work out. But I always get afraid of the uh, Vince Carter Tracy McGrady circumstance where one of them will want to leave. But well, l- let me ask you this too. Then, like, do you think that it still comes back down to the fact that? Brad Stevens doesn't really seem to I don't know, it doesn't seem like he he is all over these players that are making some 
bad decisions on the court or whatever it is. Like, it, I feel like he needs to be all over them a bit more. Like, I, you know, the Bruins aren't perfect, but Bruce Cassidy is screaming at players in practice if they don't run a drill right. Yeah. Brad Stevens, I, I don't think that he ever – I don't think that he has a harsh tone in his in his vocal repertoire. Yeah, I mean – and I guess we we don't see what happens at practice. I think I'll, fair. And I think that's fair. a big thing with Brad Stevens, but maybe it's not. Maybe practice is just the same, and he just has this weird belief system. But I imagine practice is why guys like Shemi Ojale have been getting minutes for three years, and it doesn't make any sense before our eyes. And now we see Shemi Ojale kind of flourishing a little bit. Not 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 a terrible guy. You don't fully groan when he comes in the game. He's hitting some corner threes. He's obviously a great defender. But um, yeah, I mean. It, like the the funny thing to say is like I bet Brad says a cuss word tonight. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's <laughs> if it's going under? real bad. Yeah, that's like if it's going real bad. And um, I just I don't know. I I think he is pretty hard on these these guys, and like he will like take minutes away and bench. But I don't know. Some of his lineups, he, he just loves the lineup trial game all season long. When like we've seen players in the past, Isaiah Thomas had was outspoken about uh, not being a fan of it in the playoffs when we were in the Wizards series back in 2017. Um, but it's kind of a staple of his coaching, and it's frustrating. I don't know. Yeah, and look, I mean, I'm I'm clearly speculating on this. I don't know what goes on in the locker room. I don't know what goes on at practice. But it just seems like he's not the most vocal guy, especially when you watch these games. You know, you see NHL coaches and other coaches in the NBA screaming at their players on the court. And, you know, it's not always the the best way to coach as to scream at somebody. But it just doesn't seem like he really, he, you know, takes out the anger when when they're making these shots that are questionable or, you know, not making the right shot selection or whatever it is. And, and I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Like, you know, I know you got to let some of these guys kind of uh, figure it out on their own and learn their way, but you also have to coach them into being like, you know, that was the the worst possible time to take that shot, and you still did it, and you've done it five times now. You know, we just keep seeing some of the same bad habits that seem to be forming in some of these players, and I don't know, man. It's just... Um, yeah, I, I want to see plays drawn up for Mar uh, Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown. Like last night, Marcus took the three to try to tie it. We shouldn't even have had the opportunity to try to tie it after Kemba turned the ball over with a great play Oof, by DeJounte Murray. That was Murray. rough. DeJounte Murray is, is legit, I will say that. Um, he picked his pocket. Stripped him. Uh, not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, like, we just don't give Jalen the ball. And, like, I just – he. He's the player on the team right now who I trust to make a basket, no matter what the right. basket is, whether it's yep. him going to the basket or you know shooting three. I don't. I wouldn't put him first in free throws if I had to put him at the yeah, line. Yeah, right, right. But you know, he he's the guy, and like I we Brad must have this unspoken like belief in Tatum because he lets him have the keys and it doesn't seem like he reprimands him or anything like that. And you know, again, we could we could be totally wrong about this, but I just want to see some end of the game plays drawn up to Jalen or one, give him an opportunity. Um, you know, they didn't have a timeout last night; and it swung to Marcus Smart for that. And like, I'd also rather that. Let's not do the obvious thing and give it to Jason Tatum. I don't know. I'd rather so, whoever has the best shot gets the shot. I'd like to get your opinion on something else that I've heard on sports radio here and there. I've heard from other you know Celtics fans, but. 
Uh, we, we talked about this earlier, maybe even before the season started, and we were kind of um, doing a preseason um, just talk about the team. How are you feeling about Marcus Smart right now? Because a lot of people are feeling like, you know, he's not playing defense the way that he was before. He's not playing as well as he could be. He's taking these questionable shots where, you know, he's made comments recently being like, I know everyone comes at me for taking shots, but I'm going to keep taking shots. And, you know, we, we all know that he's not the best shooter on the team. But do you feel like he's he's still helping this team like he like he was last year? Or do you think that he's hurting this team a little bit? I don't think he's hurting the team, no. Um, Marcus is going to be Marcus, and the consistency with that uh, is up and down, but the, the, the netting is a positive, in my opinion. It's just early season, short season speculation, and... Um, you know, and now he's in a starter role, so he's he's even hard, like more harshly under the microscope, and that's something he he also has to adjust to. Um, so no, I I he, Marcus is going to shoot either way. He but he's been saying that for years, you know. And he, last year, I think he earned the right to shoot the ball more, and the year before that, he was on on track to do it. This year, he looks you know pretty bad again, but um, I don't know that that's what you that's part of what you get with Marcus Smart, and I still think he's a steal at ten million dollars a year. Well, then, real quick, before we jump and talk, in, talk about Kemba coming back, uh, do you feel like, you know, you know we've, we've said it in the past, that this team clearly needs another piece in order to be that team to beat, you know, in order for us to really compete in the against, at this point, the Nets and whoever it's going to take in the East. Sixers, um, too. The Sixers. So, like, do you think that Marcus Smart being the center point of a trade would be good for this team, or do you think that he's more valuable to us than what we might get in return? Um, I mean, because he does have value, clearly. I mean, he does. Uh, if there, you know, the, the, the only scenario I would accept is, um, you know, if Bradley Beal does come out and demand a trade, with uh, you know the absolute shit show that the Washington Wizards are at current, which is honestly partly not their fault with how hard they got hit with the COVID protocol and whatnot. Um, also, we should talk about Jimmy Butler. My goodness, it looks like he had a tough bout. He looks like half the size. Um, but r- r- before that, real quick, if it was Beal for Smart and like assets and not Jalen or Jason. I'd be down. I like Marcus Smart too much. It's a tough. It's a tough question for me. Okay, and and that's why I asked it because I know that you're a fan of him, but I know also know that you sort of could put that aside and put the team first if you were looking at would this technically make the team better? Would this be worth it? And that's kind of why I wanted to get your opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting Bradley Beal for Marcus Smart, it's insane. They would obviously never do that. We'd have to give like our entire farm. And even then, I still yeah. don't think it would. Our, our entire farm, probably Naismith, uh, or Pritchard, and I don't think they're. I don't think Pritchard's going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I like our team. It's it's just like this is kind of the team that we have, and with the Jalen jump, it's I want to see what we've got, and we haven't been full healthy too long. We this is this was, last night was the f- first night they've all started together, you know. Yeah. So, yep. um, I'd rather talk in 10 games of that after 10 games of that, before I talk about making any movements of this team, we don't even know what we have yet. 
So with that, I mean, obviously, aside from the the unfortunate turnover last night, how do you feel about Kemba's play so far being back? Not that there's a whole lot to – not a big sample size, but, I mean, you, you see what he can do, obviously. I mean, yeah, woo, that first game back was awful. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the second one was good. He's not – Brad said he's not going to play any – I think he, I think Brad said he's not going to play any back-to-backs for the rest of the year. Um, so just to – prolong that knee healing or I think I read I could be wrong so don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure I read he won't play the second half of a back-to-back yeah I don't know if he means the whole game or if he just means the second half of the second game I think I think he means the whole second yeah the whole second game on back-to-backs um which means a lot of minutes it's a a lot of minutes for Peyton Pritchard and uh I don't know if Jeff, Jeff Teague I don't know what happened there. Jeez, him. Um, but yeah, Kemba. Kemba's looking like Kemba. Uh, he looks like he's coming to form, and you know, everyone wants. Everyone thinks these injuries like take so long, so they come back and they're the same guy, and it's just that's not how it works, you know. Right. But I don't know. It, despite the loss, I, I, you know, I the Spurs are a tough one for us, even at full strength, as we saw last night, and you know they have a pretty good team this year so uh i'm not too worried and i i know i gotta see more of this team before i assess about movement and anything like that in my opinion so let me get your your comments on a couple other things that aren't technically celtics related one of them kind of i guess um so i'll start with this one gordon hayward yeah tearing it up right now yeah he didn't he wasn't gonna play here you know good for him I don't know if it's – do you think it's that? I mean, it's not that – do you think that it's that he has a change of scenery or it's just, you know, it kind of yeah. takes a long time to come off of a big injury like that. Last year was his first real season after that awful injury, right? So, I mean, I mean and, now and he, he, he But he broke, his, he broke his hand last year, you know? So, like, last year he, he didn't have a clean year on the Celtics. Right. Like, not a single clean year, which is insane. It's um, very unfortunate. No, it's great to see him being the the level of basketball player that he was in Utah. We never yeah. we never got right. it. Um and I think, you know, it, it's it's crowded. I think it's really crowded when with him maybe Brown's not flourishing as much with Gordon on the team and um you know, yeah, it looks right now it looks like damn, maybe we should have we should have you know, figured that out, but then like people are also saying that about Rogier and it's just like well, I don't know. Yeah, but dude, I mean, Boston Boston sports media gets so bored that yeah. they just think up things that it's like, why are we talking about this? You right. know, like, like it's like Rogier instead of Kemba. Kemba started the All Star game last year. Rogier wasn't in it. I, what are you talking? I just, oh man. And yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I don't think it was going to work here with Hayward, and I'm glad he's balling out. And you know, the Hornets are kind of fun to watch, which works for you know a league pack past subscribers such as myself well you got to expect that charlotte's feeling pretty good about his play after giving him that massive contract i mean he, he's making people shut up about 120 million dollars it's pretty yeah. incredible it's right. pretty incredible um and the other thing that i wanted to talk about was lebron and Embiid. yeah so i i missed that because i switched over to the celtics game yeah, uh, but I just caught it on the jump before we started recording. Amazing, uh, Embiid really is. 
I was talking to Tony Asenda, who we'll have on here at some point, my my diehard Sixers f- uh, fan friend. Well, one of one of several, but he he and I were talking about Embiid not last night, but a few weeks ago, and just how he's like. I was like, he's the villain of the NBA, and he's like, and, and Tony's like, he's so aloof, and I'm like, it's like if Sloth from the Goonies was the NBA's villain, <laughs> and <laughs> and it is, and like, I just love how Embiid was like, uh, like he should have been ejected, and it's just like, and it's not like it's not like Sloth in the sense that he's like mentally damaged, but it's just like this big monster of a man who's not exactly threatening. It's like bark yeah. is worth worse than his bite. Um, but you also like root for him, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I I love I love that he's getting under the king's skin. I I love a good NBA bil- villain, and I think he is. <laughs> I think he's just that. And uh, the day they <laughs> the day they eject LeBron from a from a basketball game for a flagrant foul on Joel Embiid is the day that Joel Embiid is really getting way too much help from these referees. So so you don't think that that was unnecessary? You don't think that LeBron should have gotten more of like, you know, he should have gotten the hammer down a little bit harder than, I mean, I don't even think he got anything for that. No, it's flagrant one. Two shots but in the ball. Just, Two shots for, in the ball. For, for me, I, I'm not saying it because I don't like LeBron. I'm just saying it like, it seemed kind of like an unnecessary play. And, and I think it was because LeBron is just being a baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's the battle of the babies, and uh, <laughs> I, I I'm all for less ejecting players. But yeah, I mean, if you compare it to other players and other plays, yeah, he pushed him right onto his spine. It's pretty, it's pretty '90s basketball. I think that's why I'm so hyped on it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a dangerous play, and yeah, maybe he should have been kicked out of the game. I'm I'm not for that, but if you compare it to today's rules, then yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't know. I feel I like mean, Stephen A. with that take. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've we've had some good um, Bruins games of as of yes. late. Yeah, let's um, move. Let's move to the ice because it's it's better over there. Yeah, I figure I figure we'll talk about the Bruins a little bit here, and uh, you know we're actually recording this before Thursday night's game, so whatever happens, if we lose. You know, I know I've been saying we're playing very well. I think we're going to win tonight anyway. Um, but Listen, if we lose, this is your opportunity to hear us rant about the 6-1 victory we came off, and you can totally forget about last night. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all yep. welcome. Well, so first of all, I think that this team is definitely coming into their own. They look good. They're starting to come around. You know, we've had some injuries. Unfortunately, Jake DeBrusque is injured. Um, Tuka Rask potentially injured. Uh, having the day off, he's not even the backup for for the game against Pittsburgh Thursday night. Love what they're doing um, he, with that. <laughs> Halak and Vlader. Uh, but it's just like this team has to start ending games in regulation. Like yeah. I understand we beat Philly six to one. That w- there was no overtime, but I mean this is getting ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We've played what I was six games game. and four. It's 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 nuts, dude. Yeah. They let letting Pittsburgh back into it was like annoying, you know. It wasn't like I wasn't scared, you know. I still no. felt in control, and I just felt like, "What the hell, guys? Come on!" You know, I didn't feel yeah. like, "Uh oh, what's this team doing?" You know, 
Whereas, I mean, like, at the very... beginning of the season in overtime, I was like, uh-oh, what's yeah. this team doing? <laughs> we very clearly outplayed them that whole game. They shouldn't yeah. have come back, mm-hmm. but they did. They missed a wide-open 3-on-0 on Tuka Rask in overtime, which was, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. You have Malkin and Latang, so you can pretty much guarantee a goal right there, and they get nothing. They don't even get a shot on net. And I don't think there's anything better as a Bruins fan than... I mean, we like I've said a hundred times throughout this podcast, we hate every team. Every team hates us. So I can't really say it's so great to see Pittsburgh lose it in overtime like that, but it is great. I uh, mean, I yeah. still don't like them. Yeah, It's I just, you know, you would have thought that Malkin... They, they try to get too fancy with it. Malkin should have ripped it past Tuca, and he didn't. Um, and I love it. Me too. Great play by Tuca also. I don't want to just say that they missed the net or that they didn't get a shot on goal. It was a great play by him, yeah. and he's playing out of his mind right now, so I'm really hoping that he's not like significantly hurt. I saw the the idea they, they're expecting him to be against Washington this weekend. So, And they also anticipate Pasta might be back. Oh, that's a spicy meatball right there. So we go out to Washington. We got Pasta back potentially, yes. Tuca back. And we go against Big Z. Hell yeah! And then we win the game, and then we and then they storm the Capitol. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the United States of Boston Bruins. I'm gonna be sad, man. It's gonna be weird playing against Chara. It's gonna be weird. Um, but you know what, Andrew? You get seven more of it. Oh, good. And so you're. So, I swear, by the end of the year, you'll be used to it. <laughs> I will be used to it, but I will also be sick of listening to them go. They're playing. He's playing against his old team, and the it's new captain versus old captain, and I, I'm already sick of it. And it hasn't even happened once. I'm excited for these teams to get sick of each other. Just all of them in general. It's seven times is way too many times for NHL teams to play each other in a year. <laughs> like that's especially uh, the teams that we're playing. Yeah, like we like. Every team is going to hate each other even more already after this season's over, but like we already have a rivalry with half of the teams we're playing against. We already got tremendously chippy with uh, Philly. Yep. You see that Toronto has the best record in hockey as of right now, um, so you you got to think that they're pretty happy they don't have to play against us right this now. This is their dream season. Are you kidding me? Totally. They yep. are easily... Probably yeah, they're the most talented team in Canada. Well, my my whole, you know, what I hope happens is that we make we we both make the playoffs. Eventually, they're going to have to co-mingle the the teams again, and we beat them in whatever round we end up playing them, whether that's Eastern Conference Finals or whatever. If we were to make it that far, if they were to make it that far, um, I mean that's that's the dream. So right? we, is it we still is it our division versus Canada? I don't know. Well, I would imagine. I, I think that they're they would be the East, but I don't. I honestly don't know. Because I mean, yeah, it kind of covers it's all, the, yeah. all the teams. Because yeah. I could see it being us in Central and then West in Canada. Imagine playing playing them in the finals. Boston, Toronto, Stanley Cup. Woo! Interesting possibilities this year. Yeah, I can't wait to get closer to the playoffs and, and talk about that stuff because I, I'm curious how they're going to make it work. It's nice that I don't care anymore about like how illegitimate the season feels. 
You know, I'm just in. Hockey's on. It's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I don't even care. I, I still think there should be an asterisk, but I'm not nearly as bothered as I was a few weeks ago. Dude, don't get me back into that conversation. I That's what I'm saying. I'm over it. I won't get you back <laughs> in. I don't care. <laughs> so, so what do you think is the brightest spot about this team right now, this Bruins team? Uh, that Pasta's not back, and they look phenomenal. Okay. Craig Smith, I really have a lot of faith in, and he's starting to show it. I think he, looks- he finally, you know... Took a little bit of it the angle good. angle off that uh, off his his stick blade, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> he was just not even roofing the net. He was just completely. He was hitting the netting on top of the glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> like four out feet of play. from four feet in front of the goalie, doing a wrist shot. Um, and just uh, yeah, the the top line. I. I just hope DeBrusque. I, I hope when these lines reshuffle, it, it's just a little like when Pasta comes back. It's a the you know the chemistry stays as strong. Yeah, I think you're forgetting about one thing, and that's the elite goal scorer that is Nick Ritchie. But that's fine. We'll move on. You want to talk about twenty one, twenty one, twenty one, twenty one? Yeah, we, that was that was pretty weird. Um, so for, for those yeah. for those of you who don't know what it is, what he's referring to is that on the 21st hour of the 21st day of the 21st century or uh Nick Ritchie scored a goal on a power play where number 21 was in the box and the the referee number 21 was the one that called the penalty so we're definitely living in some form of a simulation now um so I I don't really know how to handle this but I'm just going to you know, keep living my life, I guess. Yeah. And I'm just going to call know, Nick Ritchie uh, 21 Savage from now on. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He is for sure 21 Savage. We got Saberos. We got 21 Savage. <laughs> yeah. We got we got Pasta. Um, uh, yeah, dude. I, he He's playing very well. That first power play unit is playing very well. Yeah. He does something that a lot of players on this team don't do or won't do, I should say, and just park in front of the net. I mean, all of his goals on the power play have been from basically the same spot, yeah. and it works. Good. So if it ain't broke, keep keep it going. And and uh, if it ain't broke, keep it going <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what this what like you said what they do when Pasta does come back, and who knows when DeBrus is coming back as well. I think he's day to day, or um, but we're definitely gonna have to shuffle some stuff around. And I think you know. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and it's unfortunate because I really do like this player, but I think that it's time for Anders Bjork to get traded. Yeah. I think that this, the way I see it is that he, if he has no, if he doesn't do anything this year, then he gets to the point where everyone just goes, well, he's a bust. Right. Now that he's still a young player, maybe if it, maybe a change of scenery and, uh, a different team that has some availability up on the top couple lines. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can get to be where he needs to be. But unfortunately, you know, he's not a fourth line player, but he is on this Bruins team with what we have for depth right now. Do you, would you want to trade him for a defender? I think if you can get a good defenseman, him in a pick or something like that, and you get a solid defenseman, then I, I wouldn't be upset about that. We're loaded with forwards right now yeah unless the 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 only forwards i want to bring on to this team are top six wingers yeah like or or top yeah top two lines 
You know, somebody that's a serious, like, a, a very good winger, and I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, I think that his time is, you know, it's ticking. It's on. It's He's on the way out, it seems like. And I like the kid a lot. I've always wanted him to be good. I always thought that he was going to be better than DeBrusque, and I was wrong Suppo- like so far. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they don't even feel in the same class right now. No. So, I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because, like I said, I think that the time it, with every game, it's kind of ticking there. Yeah. Well, we're counting on Sweeney, so we'll see. He's starting to, he's starting to look all right with that Nick Ritchie deal for yeah. Heinen. Yeah. Oh, he's man. looking pretty good on Smith. Coyle's the best pickup we've had in a long time. Yep. I mean, I, I feel good about this team, and I know we've been down on him. He's made some questionable decisions, and, you know, I know that the Chara thing wasn't hit, only his decision, but, you know, I feel like some of these things are starting to turn around, but it's early in the season. I'm not going to give him all the credit in the world yet, um, but I think I think we're on the right track, and we have some money in cap, and I'm wondering if we're going to try to go after somebody if we're in good shape at the trade deadline, but... Only time will tell for that. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I just one- hope uh, wherever Peter Shirelli is today, he's not having a good day. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Today and also while you're listening to this. I hope he Today had, and I, all days moving forward. Yeah, we'll give him all of those for sure. He traded Tyler Sagan. But anyways, yeah. uh, one last thing I will say about this team negatively that needs to be addressed aside from the the overtime is they need, they have to stay out of the box. Yes. Like, it's getting ridiculous. I think they had six penalty kills in the last game. I mean, that's... I mean, they got to be first in the league in penalty kills just because they love shooting themselves in the foot over it, right? we got to be up there. Yeah, their their PK is on fire. Yeah, just it shouldn't have to work as much as it is. It's got a, yeah. a full-on 9 to 5, 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. And it's not it's not good because it's like you can't... I mean, I shouldn't say that. We have, what, two, two or three shorthanded goals already this year? Right. Um, but we got to stay out of the box. It's getting ridiculous. It's gonna, it's gonna come back to bite them at some point, and it puts a lot of work on the goaltender too. Totally. So yeah, it's not just uh, our PK. Yeah, it's our two Ks. Oh, it's our two U's, two Ks, two <laughs> points. But overall, very happy with the way this team's trending at this point, and looking forward to the rest of the season and getting pasta back and. You know, getting the full team back and seeing how it goes. I'm ready, man. Let's see how this game goes tonight. I'm excited to watch. Yeah. All right, guys. Oh, one last thing is we are going to be doing some new stuff coming up here soon. Uh, we are going to be, I guess I'll just say, we'll yeah, be let's starting a YouTube channel. <laughs> I feel like we tease shit so often that it's like, Ooh. yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be starting to put some videos up on our YouTube channel. Uh, we don't have anything up there yet, but we are working on it right now. And we're going to be doing some video, uh, maybe episodes, but definitely some other cool stuff soon with a couple of our friends. And uh, we're looking forward to doing that. So keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I mean, we figured what what is Boston Sports Talk Radio not have that we can bring to the table? And it's two heinous Boston faces. So yeah. we'll we'll be we'll be smiling and laughing and just having good times on there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the 
that's that's exactly why we need to bring in some other people. It can't just be us. No, exactly. We'll bring in the most handsome, beautiful people we can exactly. find. We honestly, we gotta get, we gotta get some, we gotta, gotta get some ladies on here. Hell yeah, some uh, some actual sports talk ladies. I'm down, man. Any anybody that wants to come on here with us, you let us know. We'll we'll make it work. Make it happen. At balcony chatter, everyone's family. Every when you're here, you're family. Everyone's got a ticket to the chatter. <laughs> uh, so that I think that wraps up this episode this week. One last thing that I will say is, let's go, Tom Brady. I know we don't cover football, but let's go. A B O B. You want my betting takes? Always bet on Brady, baby. Let's go. They're giving you. They're giving you. Oh, they're giving you the underdog with Brady. Let's go. He he's going for for number seven, and I I hope he gets it, man. Me too. Me too. This is fun. It's like I care. I hate the Chiefs. You know. I hate the Chiefs, and I love Brady. So it's a win-win. Uh, assuming that. You know the Bucks can pull it out the first time. The first time ever a team plays at home in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's S- nuts. Sully Sully was on a show this week. He was he. Yeah, he did this comedy show with uh, this uh, podcast called uh, Old Dirty Boston. And uh, oh, yeah, because my roommate was doing it, and he asked him to be on. And S- Sully had some prop bets for um, for the Super Bowl. Do you do you want to hear him real quick? Yeah, I do actually. All right. So the first one was, um, "What's Tom Brady reaching for at halftime? A Gatorade or a Sunkist?" And Sully thought he was <laughs> going to kiss his son because just for good luck. And uh, oh, it's man. plus two hundred easy double your money. I know, I know. Hey, I know. <laughs> These aren't me. These were Sully's at cousin Sully uh, at cousin underscore Sully on Instagram. Uh, you can send him hate mail. Um, the other one was uh, Jason Pierre Paul loses another finger. Um, you know, because there's a ton of pyrotechnics at the, at the Super Bowl and, you know, just, it's, it's the, the odds were great. You put a dollar, you win a thousand dollars. So it was just, it was just, it's even worth putting a dollar on. And then the, the last one was that Gronk was gonna, uh, uh, go home with, with a vaccinated nurse. Okay. You know, because like COVID will not be, it won't be, you know, wrong to do that. Unless he's, I think he's in a committed relationship, so it would be, you know. But anyways, those those were Sully's prop bets for the Super Bowl. I, I think we're gonna have to circle back on that and get Sully to come in here and tell us what ended up happening with these bets because, I, first of all, I think I, I I've met Sully a handful of times. Guy's out of his mind. Yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. and but I would like to hear his like why he thinks this because I don't even though he's he's a nut job. Yeah, he's he's out of his mind and um, he's still drinking, you know. So it's just, it's just it's a it's a recipe for disaster. I don't think I've ever met him when he wasn't drinking, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, honestly, it's probably more terrifying. I, I can't say I have myself, <laughs> and I've known him since we were both born. Um, so well, we'll tr- definitely have Sully on here because I need some of those hot takes, whether it's hockey, basketball, or. Brady going to the Super Bowl, but we got to get him back on. Well, he was unemployed before COVID, so I'm sure he's available. Hell yeah. All right, brother. All right, man. We're going to throw it to Stretched as always. Stretched. Stretched.